Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What's up, everyone? It is David Mailer here, the man on fire mentor, and I'm coming to you. All right. For those of you that are new, welcome. It is always a privilege and an honor to be of service to you. I am fired up. I am lit up because I am just off of a four-day immersion that we held up north in California where we truly had the privilege to witness 28 men change their life. We watched their hearts come back to life. We watched a man move from his head down to his heart. We watched men cry and be vulnerable and finally start feeling again. We watched men who had no energy, no life, no vitality, nothing coursing through their veins. They looked like walking zombies. They looked like the walking dead. They were in a catatonic state. We watched them wake the hell up. And we watched the essence, the true beingness of who that man is come back to life. And we did everything we needed to do as a team and as a community, as a brotherhood, to love these guys back into the remembrance of who they are. It was an absolute, magical, incredible time for those four days, for these 28 men. Congratulations to all the guys that attended and had the courage. And I say yes, the courage to finally want to choose growth over certainty and change their life because we all know that growth and certainty are not friends. They don't hang out. They're not brothers and they don't get along because if you want a life of growth, you, my friend, are going to have to be willing to get very uncomfortable. That is where growth begins. We all know that. It's at the end of your comfort zone. So if you are ready to grow, then let's go. Welcome. So I will read off to you some of the questions that were submitted into our Facebook group, which is a private group. I won't read the person's name because this is also appearing on other platforms and I don't have that person's permission and we want to honor the privacy and sacredness of a man's share. But I'll read off the question and we could all learn from the question. Then in about five or ten minutes from now, we will take a deeper dive into learning about how relationships are your greatest mirror to gauge your growth as a man. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Throw me the fire signs. Throw me the thumbs up. Smash the like key. Do whatever you got to do to get the algorithm on Facebook. Pumping this up on YouTube. Pumping this up. Let's make sure lots of guys are hearing me and seeing this and learning together because men will rise with challenge. Iron sharpens iron. Let's all support each other. It's too easy to put another brother down. It's too easy too easy to cut on somebody. Let's help each other rise. Let's be the hot air in each other's balloons and let us as men rise once again to the leaders that we were all made to be, all born to be. All right, let's read off one of the questions and then we'll dive right into today's topic. So this gentleman submits a question and he writes, why do women tease their men? It seems to be a test, but maybe it's just them having fun. Is teasing a result of walls and hurt? For me, he writes, it feels like a test and it pulls on my little boy. It's typically never fun for me internally, but if I show or say that, it puts a downer in the interaction and she withdraws. I want to have a better heart connection to teasing. I know she's not being mean, but sometimes it feels like an excuse to hit soft spots or trigger my triggers. All right. 
let's dissect this a little bit, shall we? Here we go. So first of all, you know, when we were younger, high school, junior high school, there was a, a term that was thrown around and we would call it a different type of T's. It started with the letter C, has to do with a hen or a chicken. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about. We were brought up in the world of what we were called a cock tease. And that is where we felt that somebody was flirting with us and teasing us and didn't necessarily want to be with us. So why are they teasing us? I don't believe that that's what this gentleman is talking about. The type of tease that he's talking about is it sounds like there's some form of sarcasm, some form of poking that's happening towards this man. Now, I don't have the ability in this moment to interact with the gentleman that submitted this question. So I would ask him lots of questions around this. For example, how long have you been married? Was it always like this? When did this start? Um, when was there a breach in trust? Have you ever gone deeper in dialogue and simply asked, hey, I noticed that you're teasing right now. Is there something underneath that for you? Because for all we know, what's really happening here is that she's testing him. She could be testing him to see, can he maintain his center? Does he lose his way? Does he lose his center? Does he lose his roots, the solidity of who he has as a man when I poke at him or when I tease him? Or can he maintain the solidity and knowingness of who he is where he can take my teasing as playful? Or can he penetrate the moment open and literally speak to me and bring to my awareness, I'm pretending that I'm, I'm the woman right now, can he bring to my awareness that it's happening? And can he do it from a space of not feeling like he's being picked on, not feeling like um, he's being bullied, bullied, not feeling like um, he's being dominated? Can he be in his center, be in his heart, and just speak to what is? Something to the effect of, hey, babe, I noticed that you're, you're poking a lot at me. And of course I can take it. It's not a big deal. Um, but I want to know, is there something underneath that for you? Are you upset about something that you haven't been sharing with me? Is there something that I might have done that I'm missing the mark on and I didn't speak about it and you're upset about it and it's coming out through some form of passive aggressive teasing? So this is where you as a man must have awareness to the bigger picture and not just look at the smaller picture of like, oh, why are you teasing me? It's more like, well, what's underneath that and what's underneath that and what's underneath that? And as long as you can learn to maintain your center, which is exactly what we teach men to do in our Man on Fire community, whether you're in the Firestarter coaching program or the Ignited coaching program or you're with us in a year long in the chamber, we teach a man how to find his center, how to find his roots, how to grow his boundaries and his self-respect, how to make the journey from his head to his heart, how to trust his intuitive guidance, his intuition, and how to maintain his connection to his creator, to source. So if you're trusting your intuition, chances are you would know exactly what this is about. You'd be able to sense the energy of what's really going on here. And more often than not, what's really happening is that she might be acting out because she's upset about something and you haven't been able to speak that into existence. You haven't been able to penetrate open the moments where you can really get her to open up and perhaps take down a few walls and feel the safety in being able to fully express what's going on for her, where she can um, open up her heart and tell you a deeper truth of what's going on underneath her words. And that is most likely what is needed here. So how would I handle this? I would, I would let this guy know that, hey, I notice, I've noticed that of late you've been poking a lot, you've been teasing a lot. And I know that a lot of it's truly playful and I love being playful with you. I love 
that we can um, have fun together. And I want to make sure that some of the teasing is not where you've buried some emotions or you've pushed some stuff down and you're not being fully expressed with me in this relationship. And it's not your way of acting out passive aggressively because you feel as though I'm not addressing the deeper issues in our relationship or I missed the mark on something where I hurt you and I didn't own it. I didn't catch it and I didn't apologize for it. So I want to have this level of transparency. I want to have this level of honesty. I want to have this in our relationship. That's how I would handle this. All right, guys. And, you know, the last piece that I'll speak to about about this is um, this gentleman writes that it's never uh, fun for me internally. That's where we as a man need to do the work on ourselves because we should be able to get to a point where no matter what's coming at us, right? Like the drill sergeant yelling in your face, telling you you're going to drop out. You're never going to make it through the program. You as a man have to grow yourself enough where you own your center, where nothing outside of you defines you. You do not have attachments to things external to you to validate who you are as a man. And it's important that we get to this point because this way we don't personalize things. We don't take things personally. As long as we don't take things personally, nothing that's coming at us will bother us. Nothing that's coming at us will make us lose our center. And what happens as an outcome of that is we could just speak to what is in real time without being triggered, without being pulled in. And we're able to crack the truth open in that moment. We're able to penetrate the moment open. This is an expression I learned from my beautiful wife, my beautiful queen, Kathleen. Can you penetrate the moment open through your presence, through your power, through your conviction, through your self-respect? Can you do that? Most of us can't. Most of us haven't grown ourselves enough. All right, so let's get into today's topic, all right? The topic that a lot of you wanted to learn about today is where I spoke to relationships are your greatest mirror to gauge your growth. Now, there are two things or really three things in life, three things. This could be a whole other topic, but this is intertwined. There are three things that will always tell the truth that your mouth won't. There are three things that will tell the truth that your mouth won't. You know, what do I mean by your mouth won't? Oh, how are you doing today? Good. Meanwhile, your business is, is uh, hurting. Your marriage, there's no intimacy. There's no communication. There's no trust. There's no love. One of your kids is on drugs. You got chronic health problems and people ask you how you're doing and you say, good. We lie all the time. That's a whole nother topic that we'll get into. It is a sad reality and you must come to this truth that a man will constantly lie probably 15, 20 times a day. You've just gotten in the habit of lying. Even if something as simple as, you know, why, didn't, why were you late 15 minutes to getting home and you can't even tell the truth about it. So there are three things that will tell the truth that your mouth won't. Number one is a mirror. A mirror will never lie to you. You look in the mirror and it will never lie. It will show you if you have a frown. It will show you if you're authentic if your smile is authentic, it will show you if you're truly happy. It will show you if you're truly sad or down, depressed, anxious, feeling good about yourself, loving yourself. And how many men could truly look in the mirror and say, I love you? Most men have shame and guilt as their two twin brothers hanging out on their shoulders. And most of us feel like frauds. Most of us feel like a fake or a phony. Very few of us are living a life where we feel free and we feel fulfilled we're lit up with passion, power, and purpose, which is the whole idea of why guys join Man on Fire to begin with, is to get back your passion, get back into your authentic masculine power, and get back on purpose. Like, know your true mission. Like, why are you here? What's your purpose? What makes you get up every day? What's your contract between you and your creator? So number one 
is the mirror will never lie to you. Number two, God will never lie to you. God will always tell you where you stand. You can never lie to God about where things are. Your creator will always give it to you straight. And of course, he'll always love you. And number three is your relationship. Your relationship is the mirror that will always give you a direct reflection, direct feedback as to exactly where you're at in your life. Now, the problem is, okay, guys, pay attention, lean in, listen up. The problem is you can't see that your relationship is a reflection of where you are at. More often than not, we are able to use this one finger and point it this way. We are able to name, blame, shame, judge, and project onto something or someone. And whenever you're in a relationship, more often than not, what we hear from guys, it's it's her fault. Well, why can't she just get it? Why can't she just change? Why can't she just do this? Why can't she just do that? If she was just more like this, if she was just more like that, I'm a good guy. Doesn't she see how hard I'm working? Doesn't she see I'm busting my butt trying to provide an amazing living and protect her and the family? Why can't I get a break? Why can't she cut me some slack? And you constantly think that it's her. A man is constantly pointing one finger out, not realizing that the other three fingers are pointing back at yourself. And so your relationship will always be a mirror for where you're at because you think that the problem is her. But she is nothing more than the mirror. She is nothing more than a reflection for where you are at as a man relative to your growth. If she is smiling, if she is happy, if she is lit up, if she is passionate, if she is wide open to being made love to, she's fully expressed, she's in her feminine, guess what? Kudos to you. Job well done. Chances are you are a man on fire. Chances are you are living a passionate life totally in your power and living on purpose. Now, I'm not saying that it is your responsibility as a man to make her happy. We are each accountable to our own happiness in life. But more often than not, if a man is not living into his passion, power, and purpose, more often than not, if you are spending more time on pornography, at strip clubs, massage parlors, overworking, porn, weed, alcohol, video games, social media, television, radio, internet. Let me ask you a question. Are you really living into your true potential? The answer is of course not. And how do you think that impacts her? Are you bringing home presence? Are you bringing home emotional, mental, and spiritual penetration? Or are you still in the caveman days where you're just providing and protecting? Good for you. That's what our fathers did and great for them. We were proud to have them as our father. Most of us were. But this is the year 2021 headed into 2022. And being a provider and protector is simply not enough. We have to grow ourselves as a man. We were we signed a contract with our soul and with our creator that we were going to step into our true potential as a man. And so many of us, if we were honest with ourselves, are falling short of that. So many of us have fallen into the hypnotic state of complacency neutrality, good, fair, bland, okay, average. I mean, that is nauseating because we were not born for that. Our true potential is called extraordinary and phenomenal. Nowhere in there does it say good or fair or complacent or neutral. That is not what we were born for. Now the question is, what does that do to your wife? What does that do to your significant other when she's married to a man that's a couch potato sitting on a couch or hiding behind weed weed and alcohol and porn and video games what does that do to her 
Have you ever stopped to think about that? Then you're complaining that she's nagging or that she can never be happy. I mean, wake up, guys. Wake up. Your life is a mirror for where you are at. Your life is a mirror for where you are at. You are a movie projector. What you're witnessing out there is called the movie. Your relationship to your significant other is a part of that movie. If you don't like that relationship, the antidote is not to necessarily change the relationship or name all the things that you think are wrong with her. The noble thing to do is to choose a path of growth, the path of least, actually the path of most resistance, the path or the road less traveled by, Robert Frost. Choose a life of growth and recognize if you want to see things outside of yourself change, you, my friend, must change. You are the antidote and your relationship is the messenger coming through, giving you the message that you must grow. You must change. You must up-level your frequency. You must up-level your vibration. You must grow your consciousness and you must become a different man. And if you can become a different man and return to being the lighthouse, coming home to the portal of remembrance of who you were born to be, guess what? The lost ships out at sea, one of which might be your marriage, will find their way back to shore, will find their way back to the light because you are finally reclaiming your light. But too often we go into the trap of the grass is always greener on the other side or the name, blame, shame, judge, and project game and we try to get rid of her. But you don't realize after two years of being with a new person and maybe you have some joy the first six months or a year or two years, ah, this is what I thought a relationship was supposed to be. See, I had none of this with my ex. Not so fast, slow down. Maybe six months later, maybe a year later, maybe two years later, you wake up one day and you go, geez, this feels familiar. I thought she was different. It feels awfully familiar, just like the previous relationship, just like the previous marriage. Why? Because everywhere you go, there you are. Write that one down. Everywhere you go, there you are. What the hell does that mean? It means if you haven't changed and your vibration is the same, you're operating at the same consciousness, you, my friend, will recreate like the hamster on the wheel, Groundhog Day, you will recreate the same life. And you will reproduce it, but with a different partner. And maybe you have fooled yourself for six months to a year or a little bit more. And eventually the honeymoon phase will die and end. And out come the naming, blaming, shaming, judging, and projecting. And again, you're going to think you're with the wrong partner. No, you haven't found the right partner within yourself yet. Too often we're putting the pressure on how our partner should be. And we don't recognize it's you. You have to be the change. Listen to Gandhi. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in others. You want to see things differently around you. You must change. Your lens will change when you change. And how people respond to you will change as you change, as you grow. But guess what? Most men do not, and I repeat, do not choose a life of growth. They choose a life of complacency or they choose a life of victimhood. And then there's no hope because you're just twiddling your fingers and you're praying and you're hoping that that God delivers something to you, guess what? If your ship's not coming in, swim out to it. Do the work. So this is not about naming. This is not about blaming. This is not about fault. This is about your willingness as a man to be honest with yourself and to take conscious ownership that you have control over what shows up in your life. As you grow as a man, what's in front of you will always change. When you're up-leveling your vibration, your frequency, the relationships that you cultivate will always change, including the relationship you have with your significant other, 
who will always mirror back to you the things you need to look at. And relationships are very intricate. You know, we have a lot of judgment towards our partners. We have a lot of things we don't like about them. We have a lot of things we do like about them. And it takes an immense amount of growth for you as a man to recognize that almost every single thing you don't like about your partner is really a thing you don't like about yourself. It's really something that you're not able to see is a part of you. And it's so hidden, it's so buried, and you don't see yourself in that same light because you have an investment in protecting your sense of self, your identity, how you want to be seen by others in the world, that when your partner does something, whether she's not affectionate enough, whether she's not loving enough, whether she's selfish, whatever it is, chances are you're the same and you just can't see it. And it goes against how you see yourself and it's against your identity and you'll fight to the nail to try to defend yourself. And the reality is if you can just get with the parts of you that are exactly the same as your partner, you can bring levity, you can bring humor to the situation and you can replace the the tension, the, the finger pointing, the shaming and naming and blaming and judging and projecting, you could replace that with love. You could replace it with empathy. You could replace it with compassion. Because if you could have empathy and compassion and love for those parts of you, then you'll have empathy, love and compassion for those parts of your partner. But more often than not, you think somebody else is a certain way and you're not that way. And it's invisible to you. You just can't see it. The example I always use uh, for the brothers in my community is I I used to say I can't stand when people wouldn't throw away their, their garbage. You know, walking through the streets of Manhattan, they would just litter. They would either just blatantly drop something in the street or if they were close enough to the garbage and they missed their shot, they wouldn't pick it up. And it used to irritate me. And then I realized while I might not do that, right, I, I do throw away my garbage. I don't litter. So you can't, you know, parts of me were like, well, you can't tell me I'm just like people that litter because I don't litter. Just like you're thinking, well, you can't tell me I'm just like her because I don't do X, Y, and Z. Well, if you describe a person that litters, you'll see that you're just like that person. So a person that litters is selfish. Yep, parts of me are selfish. A person that litters is self-entitled. Yep, a part of me is self-entitled. A person that litters is lazy. Yep, a part of me is lazy. So look at the things in your relationship that you don't like about your partner and describe them. Describe a person that does this is what? And then see if you can recognize and laugh about it that you're the same way. You possess the same qualities, the same parts of you. Just parts of you, right? It's not all of you. It's parts of you. And if you can get to the levity of that, this is the secret sauce. If you can get to the levity of that, then you'll have love for that part of yourself and you'll have love for that part of your partner. And you won't be irritated. You'll have done the work on yourself. You'll have diffused your own charges. You'll have diffused your own polarities. And next thing you know, you can get along in so much better way with your partner. We're all here to grow as men and sharpen each other and help each other rise. Let's be the hot air in each other's balloons because as we rise as men, as we grow as men, we help women on this planet feel a greater level of safety in their physiology so that they can reveal the beauty of their hearts. That's why we're here, right? To fulfill our mission and purpose and, and take greater levels of responsibility in this world and to humanity. And part of that is to be the gatekeeper, is to be the, the guardian and the protector of the feminine heart. We can't do that if we're not growing. We're here to help each other grow, not put each other down, right? And for those of you that do need more of this, for those of you that want to take a deeper dive and look into how to grow and how to get more support and more challenge and be held to the fire of your true potential, great. Let us know. Let us know. Type in big, fat capital letters, I am ready to grow. And if you are ready to grow, if you're ready to explore one of our coaching programs where you would have to make a financial investment, an energetic investment, 
an investment of your time if you're truly ready for that. We got programs that literally go from $2,000 up into the six figures. Yes, occasionally we'll throw a $97 virtual workshop out there. There's many ways to enter our community. For those of you that are ready, like truly ready, to explore one of our coaching programs to see which one is going to be right for you and your soul to make sure that you're getting the support challenge and accountability, let us know. I'm ready to grow. All right, guys. Now let's go on to another question that was submitted and get it answered so you guys can all learn together. Here we go. This gentleman writes, I made a mistake. My wife took money out of my business account and didn't tell me about it. So I told her I was about to turn her in for fraud. I only did this because I found out my wife has been talking to another man. He lives in another state, but it was really hurtful. She said he was her spiritual advisor, but I don't believe her. Now she's going to file for a divorce. What should I do? All right. I'm going to tell this guy what to do. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Number one, I'm not here to give advice. I'm never here to tell you what to do. I offer perspective. And my job is to always help you see more perspectives and hold you to finding your truth. Because I'm not interacting with you live, I'm losing the ability to ask you 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 questions where I can extract out more information. And by asking you these questions, you would come to the truth of exactly what you need to do. So with this gentleman, I would ask him things like, how long have you been together? How long has it been since you haven't been fully expressed? How long have you been biting your tongue? How long have you been acting out passive aggressively? How long has it been since you owned your voice and owned your power and spoke authentically and took your sword of truth and cut down all bullshit in your path and with an open heart were able to be fully expressed? How long has it been since you respected yourself? How long has it been since you haven't owned your boundaries? How long has it been since you haven't chosen a path of growth for yourself as a, uh, in your life as a man? How long has it been since you've been a little boy? How long has it been that you've been a pleaser or a yes man or turning her into mom looking for her approval? How long has it been that you've been acting out passive aggressively because you haven't really grown into your power so you use your words and you use the sharpness of your tongue and you're passive aggressive or aggressive aggressive to compensate because you don't feel powerful? How long has it been? And when is enough enough? When are you going to put your sword in the ground and decide that you're ready for a life of growth? When are you going to face all the betrayals that you might have put your wife through, your relationship through, the person that you're with? When are you going to face those betrayals? When are you going to clean those up? Because until you do those things, this is what you'll be dealing with. So it's obvious that you acted out passive aggressively. It's obvious that you're not addressing the deeper issues in your relationship and that you're not in full ownership of your power. And I don't have a judgment about that. I'm not blaming you or shaming you for that, but I'm giving it to you straight. This is how a man behaves when he's not in the fullness of his power. So what's the antidote? The antidote for all of you guys is always the same. You have to choose that a life of growth. You have to choose a path of growth. You're not going to read it in a book. You're not going to get it from a simple little video. You're not going to get it from listening to some audio file or podcast. That's great to get information, but if you don't own it in your body, you won't own it in your life. And it's not until you own it in your physiology because your body will tell the truth. How you act, your facial features, your body language, that tells the truth that your mouth won't, which we shared earlier, that your mirror for where you're at in your growth is your relationship. It's your marriage. It will always reflect back to you what you need to look at. 
So for this gentleman, the antidote is simple. Wake up and decide that you're ready to grow and get in a peer group with other men that will support you in growing into your manhood, that will support you in allowing the mature masculine leader to start to rise. The version of you that is rooted in his center, that owns his voice, owns his power, lives from his heart, made the courageous journey from his head to his heart, that trusts his intuition, that speaks his truth into existence with an open heart, and has cultivated a beautiful relationship with his creator, with divine source, whoever that is for you. Find a community that will support you in that. That's what we do at Man on Fire. And if you're resonating with me and my message and my community, great. Explore one of our coaching programs. If I'm not the right fit, then at least get in some sort of supportive culture that will challenge you to grow as a man, not a culture that will keep you consistent with how you've been, not one that will let you keep talking because all talking keeps you from action. Talking keeps you from growing. The whole point of thoughts and speaking and talking is to keep you from actually taking action and feeling emotion, which is your very leverage for change. So for anyone listening to this, I'm not just talking to this man, I'm talking to all of you. This is what shows up in your marriage if you're not doing the work. This is what shows up in your marriage if you're not being challenged, you're not being supported, and you're not being held accountable to your true potential. Truth bombs, guys. I just dropped the grenade on your souls. This should be penetrating your heart. I'm giving it to you straight. This is what a man needs from another man. Give it to me straight. Don't sugarcoat it. But too many of us, so please like me, please like me. So we trade in our self-respect and we violate our own boundaries. You know, your greatest growth will come from when you give up needing to be liked by others. You trade it in for self-respect. You must choose a path of growth, gentlemen. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's get to another question. We got a little bit more for you guys. A little bit more. This guy, he writes, how do you go from being the pleaser to being the powerhouse? Beautiful question. How do you go from being the pleaser to being the powerhouse? Well, I've been answering that this whole life. Immerse yourself in a culture that's living at a resonance, at a frequency, at a vibration beyond where you've been operating at. Be willing to do something different. Get into a culture, a peer group that will stretch you and help you become uncomfortable and learn how to face your demons. That was me when I was younger. I was the pleaser. You look it up in the dictionary, you'll see my picture. Pleaser, please like me. So, oh, you know, I'm a good guy. I, I like to do good things for others. I, I like to please others. I'm, I'm happy when everyone's happy. It, it, it brings me joy to see everyone lit up. Yeah, okay, that's true. And most of our pleasing is our unconscious desire to want to be liked. Or maybe we grew up in an adversarial environment like I did with my mother and father. And so we don't like tension. We don't like chaos. We don't like conflict. We don't like things that are adversarial in nature. So let me just keep everything even keeled and let's, ever, let's all get along and sing you know, these songs to bring us into a space of happiness. No, it doesn't work that way. So how you move from being a pleaser to being a powerhouse is you must eventually be able to give up wanting to be liked and trade it in for boundaries and self-respect. Well, how do I do that? Ah, how do you do that? Because I just said it. So are you going to do it? The answer is no. I'm saying it and you're like, yeah, that makes so much sense. I got to do that. How do I do that? Yeah, I'm telling you how to do it. 
How do you become good at fencing? How do you become good at baseball? How do you become good at golf? How do you become good at math? How do you become great at anything? How do you become extraordinary or phenomenal at something? Hire a professional. Hire a mentor. Hire a specialist. Immerse yourself in a culture of those that already are doing it and have it. You won't get it in a book. You won't get it from the therapist. No offense to any therapists. Seeing your game is the first pillar of being a man on fire. But then you got to learn to play the game differently. This is why so many men join our community, come to one of our our live four-day immersions or join our Firestarter community or join our Ignited uh, coaching program. Why? So you can be in the in the spotlight where you can't hide, you can't shrink, you can't contract. You can get the support, you can get the challenge where iron sharpens iron and you can be held accountable at a higher level than if you're just reading it or watching videos. You'll just go back to your same ways. You'll read something cool, you'll parrot it back on Facebook, but you're not living it. And if your life doesn't show it, the truth is you don't know it. we got too many parrots out there parroting information and not living it. That's why men come into our community. They see that I'm living it. They see that my team is living it. And the men that are joining, it's miraculous to witness what's transpiring and unfolding in their life during their journey with Man on Fire. Every day, success stories, every single day. But you got to grind it out. You got to be willing to get in the trenches, roll up your sleeves, get dirty, do the work, stay visible. Most men bail. They dabble in something, they hit a plateau, and then they're off to the next thing. You got to choose to be in a culture that won't let you get away with that. That when things get rough or when you hit the plateau, that's where the growth is seeking you out. And that's where you got to stay visible and stay in a community. So what would I do? Simple. Join a community that won't let you get away with that crap and will teach you how to go from being a pleaser to being a powerhouse. Man on Fire is one of those communities. If you resonate with me, if you resonate with our community, great. Explore how to join our, our culture, our community. If it's not me, then make sure you have another one. We're certainly not for every guy out there. I know this for sure. While you might be feeling into who we are and if we're the right fit for you, we're doing the same on our end. We want to be very responsible who we bring into our community. All right. Let's get to maybe one more question. All right. Here we go. This gentleman writes, my wife tells me she has a lot of love for me and and still is in love with me. However, I've been living in my head for so long that she wants to step back for a bit. I'm working through growing and dealing with my issues. She's confused because she is still physically attracted to me, but has lost the emotional connection. We had, we have had this conversation many times, but I've never shown as much effort to grow and meet her needs as I am now. Am I coming off as needy and should I tone it down? Okay. So here's another example guys and, and backtracking for a moment. Thank you for all the men that have submitted questions, allowing yourselves to be vulnerable and uh, exposing yourself in this way in the Facebook group. Uh, deep respect to all of you who have done this. So with this gentleman who, who wrote this in, again, I would love to ask him more questions, like how long has this been going on? And you know, what do you think you're doing that's coming across as needy? You know, Are you being a pleaser? Are you being a yes man? Are you turning her into mom and momming her? Are you walking on eggshells and broken glass? Um, or are you being a gaslighter? Are you trying to be the rock and you know, you're holding it all down and, and you're stuck in your head and she can't feel you because one of the, the reasons that a woman will pull away from her man and ultimately leave is if she can't feel you. 
So sometimes we're doing the right things, guys, but we're doing it from our head and we're not doing it from our heart. And if she can't feel you here, even though you might be saying the right things, but you might still be coming across more robotic, more analytical, right? Not analytical, analytical. And if she can't feel you, she can't fully trust you. And if she can't fully trust you, she can't fully open to you. So what she's probably looking for, this is just a guess, is she wants to be able to feel you more. She wants to be able to feel the depth of your emotions. She wants to be able to feel that you own yourself as a man, that you're not out to please her. You don't need her validation to, um, to you know, you don't need her to validate who you are as a man. She most likely needs you to own your center more, be more grounded and know who you are, independent of how she feels about you, where you walk this earth and you don't need people's pats on the back or need for people to like you. You don't, it's not an issue. You're the only person that you have to answer to is the mirror God and God. Those are your reflections and your marriage will reflect back to you where you're at. And so if, if it's not where you want it to be at, then yes, that is an indication that there's more, more growth that's seeking you out. And chances are the growth that she's referring to is she wants to feel you more in your heart. I don't mean as a pleaser. That's not in your heart. A pleaser is more just like a wounded little boy. Mommy, don't leave me. I mean in your heart, like as a man, but she wants to feel the rawness and the vulnerability of your emotions. Not the wounded eight-year-old boy that's crying, but the man that can show his tears, the man that can be vulnerable. All right, guys. So much love, guys. It's David Mailer, the man on fire mentor. Thanks for being with me today, guys. So much love. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.